and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, we are back with Spine Shank. It's been a while, but we were due to get back with these boys and their album, The Height of Callousness. People have been asking us to do this one for a while, but I think we knew it was time. Like, we heard the prodding, but then we as a people were like, yeah, dude, it's Spine Shank time. Yes, the the nation of Roach Coach knew. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to that, we've got we've got a lot of things to talk about. And there's a couple things that we normally do. But one is we got a new feature. It's called, Jenny, what's this called? It's called, Who's Going to See Jonathan Davis for Free? Thanks to listener Gabriel. Who and is? Who, who is? <laughs> who is? <laughs> and, Me and Lauren. Uh, that's right. It was us. Um, Gabriel hooked us up. Uh, got us some ticks to see JD live. Uh, we went to see it. Uh, Jenny set the stage here of this show. Oh, you walk in, everything looks real gothy, very Anne Frank, which is Anne Frank. That's not the <laughs> oh, one. Oh, <laughs> boy. Anne Frank. I was like, um, did Anne I miss Price. that part? Were we all in an attic? <laughs> I, I... <laughs> you can, oh, you boy. Oh, wow. Or leave it, whatever. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong majorly hand. wrong hand <laughs> books very different uh anyway uh what i'm trying to get to is that uh they played a bunch of songs all the songs really from the queen of the dam soundtrack that uh, mm. jd did and i don't know why we didn't see that coming but man were we excited when it started jenny you were like over the moon oh and yeah. you thought we were just gonna get the one and then he played another one. I, I you know, another one. I can't believe that I didn't pick up on the fact that that was going to happen when he was on stage and he had their drummer. But then the only other people on stage were a dude playing dual keyboards, a violinist, and somebody with an upright bass. It's like I was like, oh yeah, because there's violin and Queen of the Damned. But if that fiddler wasn't, I mean, he was just such a showman. He was. He Jonathan was. Davis was very playful. Oh, yeah. He and, told us um, to let go and uh, move our bodies quite a bit. <laughs> this audience was here for it. Oh, yeah. This this was, and you could tell that, you could tell that, I mean, he even said that this was like a real like departure for him. He kept calling it his mellow shit. Yes, um, he did. And... And, but at, you, when he walked out, it wasn't like a corn walkout, you know, of like, let's get ready to crush. It was like a, just walking out and a little more of like burying himself for us all. And the fact that this audience was so on board, you could just feel him just really start to feel himself more and more as the show went on. And he really did start to get real loose. Would he you did. agree, Jenny? Oh, yeah. yeah. There was maximum writhing happening at the Majestic Theater. Yeah, absolutely. And... um yeah, I uh, I had a wonderful time. So did um, I. He's yeah. a great he's a great performer. Yeah, if you have a chance to see Jonathan Davis live and you're a Queen of the Damned fan, buckle. He plays them all up. Yeah, buckle up. Buckle up. Um, Matt Nas, you had some follow up on our big old giveaways from episode 100. Yes. So thank you for everybody who's entered. So we had three giveaways with our episode 100. Uh, the biggest of them was the poster cache 
t-shirt giveaway. Um, and to be entered into that, you had to share the post. Uh, because of Facebook being Facebook and some of its privacy rules, uh, it has made it difficult for me to see all 25 people who have submitted or shared. So I want to give everybody an opportunity. We are going to put a separate post saying we screwed up, meanly I screwed up by thinking I could do something easily on Facebook. Uh, and I have 15 of the 25 entries, but I guess I'm going to just throw it out there. If you wanted to enter to win the a t-shirt or the poster cash, this is it. I already have the two entries for the juice pigs. So I think that's it. And hey, one more than we thought you'd get. That is true. And I have the uh, four people and I just got the die cut stickers today. So I will be sending those out uh, today as well. But Friday at noon. So that would be Friday, May 25th will be the cutoff. So we'll have that up there for a couple extra days, uh, give you time. And you know what? I'm going to freaking live stream the drawing so you can Ooh. see all the names and you can be like, this is legit. They didn't just, you know, fucking screw me over. This is on the level, baby. <laughs> on the level. There That's you go. what we always want to be. And uh, right before we get to what we normally get to, um, the big announcement, Roach Coach will be at the Nashville Rock and Pod 2 Expo in Nashville, Tennessee, Saturday, August 25th. We're going to be there, hanging out in a booth. This is our first time doing an expo of any kind. And you might say, Lauren, Jenny, Matt, like, what's, what's the pull if like you guys aren't famous enough for me to go and check this out? Well, we are Toby not. We are not. We are not. <laughs> clearly. Uh, clearly. No. no. Uh, Toby Wright is going to be there. Which I read that Toby Wright was going to be there. And I was like, Producers Hall of Fame. I mean, we could have our first inductee in person. Toby I Wright. I would love to say to Toby Wright, we're going to put you in the Producer Hall of Fame. And he'll be like, what museum is this in? It'll be like the New Metal Cannon. <laughs> he'll be like, excellent. Oh, yeah. Then we'll have to explain the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I'm sure it, that is five minutes of his life he'll want back. <laughs> and then if that's not good enough, Head from Corn's going to be there. Which means there's a real good possibility that we'll get to see and talk to Head from Corn and get to tell him, hey, we haven't put the first Corn album in the canon. <laughs> I don't know if that's made it back to you and if you care. <laughs> So what we're going to do is we're going to go to this expo. Yeah. And we're just going to take time from people's lives that mm -hmm. they'll never get back. Kind of yes. like our intros. Yes. <laughs> when are they going to get to the meat? <laughs> when are they going to get to it? So um, we'll be posting more about the expo on our Facebook. There's a lot of cool things they have going on there uh, in the lead up as they're still raising some money for it. Um, so we'll certainly have some stuff up that if you want to help out with that, um, they're also, they currently are giving away a guitar from kiss. It's signed by numerous kiss and rock related celebrities. So, yeah. And, um, I didn't mention him cause he's not new metal, but, uh, Vinnie Vincent will also be at the Nashville rock and pod expo too. So you like rock and roll, you like new metal. You like Roach Coach? 
Nashville, August 25th, baby. Place to be. Yeah. All right. Guys, who's tweeting? Who's tweeting? Who is? So we did an episode all about Soulfly. And people had things to say about it. Jenny? Yes, Chad says, since the first Soulfly review, this album has been in and out of my rotation at work for a year now, and I have been quietly waiting for this episode, knowing how great this album was. I was thinking the exact same thing about uh, that XIII, but you guys had to crush those canon dreams. Sorry, Chad. Side note, the budding bromance of Lauren and Joshua Toomey is, in one word, beautiful. Uh, Josh Toomey says, when a new metal titan like Lauren Kozlowski moves to town, <laughs> you bro down. A titan. A titan. Wow, a Lauren. Titan. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Uh, Daniel Terry said, so awesome. You posted this the same night uh, that you that Lauren saw Soulfly Live. Lauren is officially the dean of new metal. Wow. I'm wow. getting christened Lauren. all over the Lauren. place today. Wow. This is like the part in uh, the, the Roach Coach Lifetime movie where pretty soon you're going to be too famous for me and Matt. Pretty soon I'm going to be in, in a back room going, but I came up with Prowler. Yeah. <laughs> like True. just my ego completely getting in the way. Yeah. Uh, sorry, man. We're just here to talk to the new metal Titan. I just hope that I'm played by somebody much better looking than me in that movie. Get and I'm sure here. I will be. Uh, Timothy John Henderson said, this episode was so refreshing to listen to this morning. Guys, I sent you an email regarding my mud vein thoughts. And at the end, I made mention of patiently waiting for my primitive episode. But you guys have real lives outside of the podcast. So no worries on not getting to it. We do have <laughs> lives. Thank you. Uh, thank you. It's pretty amazing to hear the primitive album after all these years and listen to how strong it still stands today. Matt's response to Jump the Fuck Up was the moment it started that menacing riff was great, and it got me so amped for the whole thing. Jenny's gecko tail metaphor was classic roach coach talk, but I still believe Fly High is a great track, and remember when 13-year-old me would sing the female part in the bathroom with ample amounts of passion. Hashtag menacing riff. Hashtag keep bumping that Britney. Keep bumping that Britney. Listen to Britney today. There you go. Uh, thank you, Timothy. Uh, Chris Freeman said, love this episode, and Lauren on Discography Discussion was like a preview of eps to come. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Alejandro. Oh, wow. Yes. He says, wow. heard the cold 13 ways to bleed on stage shout out. Found this pick from 2000, of, and Mark Chavez from Edema also wants some work hold on Roach Coach. We got a picture of a young Alejandro wearing a cold shirt. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah, well, right by there, this point, right there with Mark you know, Chavez. we, we yeah. put ourselves through it. So We did. Uh, Jake Leach says, weirdly enough, this album came into my life after being cornered by a super intense guy at a hardcore show and told that Primitive was, quote, better than that Pantera shit. Great episode. Over Wah. on. Oh, did yeah. you have something? I was just going to say, we all know that intense guy that yeah. you... You know, tells you what's better than what you like. <laughs> yeah, or you know, yeah. you just accidentally end up talking to. You know, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt says not to brag, but I'm on the Soulfly Primitive Record insert, the picture of the Malumbo backing tribe. I have a backwards hat, pretty much in the center. It was recorded at a friend's dad's studio. Cool album. That's very cool. Brag hey, away. Brag away. Uh, Kelly K Fresh. Kelly Fresh. 
said that while Fred Durst and Jonathan Davis may be the faces of new metal, at this point, I think it's clear that Max Cavalera is the heart and soul. I love that. Nice. Uh, Sonicai says, Hell Yeah was a single, has a single called Alcohol and Ass. Hashtag the definition of butt rock. I consider that a warning. I'll watch out for that and not listen to it. Wow. Good looking Alco- Alcohol and ass. Yeah. Jesus. And uh, finally, uh, Box Boron uh, said, To my shame, I never gave Soulfly a listen until hearing your pod, but we all make mistakes, right? you damn right we do. I put my error right up there with buying Load and Reload and skipping the Rammstein and Slipknot shows age 17 because I was too lazy. What a great album. Hashtag forgive and forget. Hashtag new, new metal. Listen, man, we all make mistakes. And this show is partly about learning from them, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> keep on tweeting. Keep on saying hello on Facebook, Twitter. Send us an email at Roachco- I'm sorry, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, say hello on the Instagram. Um, and just, you know, keep on keeping on. The album of the week, you guys. Spine Shank, The Height of Callousness. Jenny, when did this album come out? Oh, this album came out on February 10th, 2000. That's the thick of it. Thick of it. That's, that's, that is the thick of it. Jenny, any history with this album? Um, I feel pretty confident that I probably heard maybe New Disease on the radio, but no. Lauren, how about you? Um, yeah, I mean, my only real history with uh, Spine Shank and this album was, um, yeah, having done the previous album, um, Strictly Diesel on the show. Uh, but otherwise, not really familiar. Although I did know, um, when I did my listens, I did know the two singles uh, because I had watched the videos for them. Initially, when people were telling us to do Spine Shank, they were like, oh, they're super great. Get these songs. But then they were like, these aren't on the first album. I got to wait. So, yeah. yeah. Matt and Oz. You know, this album cover is so familiar, but it also looks like it does look like a goth industrial album cover, like Deathline International or uh, Battery. Same, like, that's what I was listening to, guys. Uh, so it has a, it bears that resemblance, but I'm sure it sounds nothing like those bands. Well, the genre tags on Wikipedia tell yeah. a tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. I'm going to uh, keep that one in my pocket. Okay. Um, I do have the liner notes here. Um, this was a big thrift. Big thrift. How much and was it? I got it for a sweet $5.54 from um, Eastocks underscore USA. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to call them by this fake fucking name, trying to hide from their past. I don't like it. Eastox underscore USA. You are not the disclutter store. I don't even want to hear about this. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That is fair. Jenny, who we got behind the producer board on this thing? Oh, that would be our dear friend, G-G-Garth. G-G-Garth? Yeah, he's back. He's back. Listen, it's, it's the thing is we are 103 episodes in. We have a lot of old friends that just pop up over and over again. Garth is one of them. I mean, Garth is part of the family. I'm a little, you know what? I'm going to put it out there for anybody who's listening. Nashville Rockin' Pod number three. Get Garth down there, baby. 
you know? If so, only. If, if only. only. Yeah. And then um and then we gotta get Jay Baumgartner down there. And the angel. Know? We gotta get the angel. Just get all the producers we talk about on the show, and then we're gonna be like, Okay, Matt thinks you're a candle guy. Is that true? <laughs> and then out of nowhere we'll just be hit with a plant. <laughs> yeah. That's how we'll know that the we'll angel know. is. Ross red. is here. Give yeah. me more. Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> Make me feel it. Oh my god. I would cry just immediately. Uh, yeah, these liner notes are um you've got this sort of weird robot dude on the front uh with diagrams for uh what looks to be some sort of robot hand. Um and then on the inside, it has what looks like some sort of distorted photo of like a robot body, but with like an old man face that's melting. Yes. That's the best way I can describe that. And then two, you know, people always say, talk about the looks of this band. We don't have any dreads, but we got just about everything else to make these dudes look new metal AF. Yeah, we're three out of four for a goatee. Uh all black t-shirts standing in front of a pool table or something i don't know where they are but i think they're in an underground i mean this uh, the the picture on the back of the cd it appears that they are standing in like an industrial hallway i can see some exposed pipe up top and uh, johnny is screaming just letting you know what you're getting into wait who's screaming johnny you know what? We haven't talked about who's in the band. Oh, yeah. We got to get to that. Uh, Johnny Santos on vocals. Mike Sarkeesian or Sarkeesian on guitar. He's also a co-producer. Robert Garcia on bass and backing vocals. Tommy Decker on drums, electronics, and he's also a co-producer. Okay. I guess uh, you're going to keep the genre tags in your pocket for a little bit. I think we just got to dive into this bad boy. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That felt weird, but here we go. <laughs> the first track is Asthmatic. All right. Matt activated a pit. Pit, all right. Matt, if you can go to 2.30. 2.30, S, 2.30, he gets. Okay, so we're making a lot of faces here There's, for this first song. Well, Jenny, they're doing a lot of let's stuff. Let's start with you. 
All right. This is a, I thought it had like a a strong and promising start. Um, I was like hesitant to activate a pit just because I remember the last time we listened to Spine Shank. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, listening to it with both of you now, I'm like, oh yeah, that's very strong. Why didn't I like this too much? And then I hear, and like all the beeps and boops, I'm thrust into the internet. It's just like that. They sound like they're just like playing something in like whatever the internet is. And I don't like it. I don't like the Smooth Boys. <laughs> um, so I actually re-listened to our Spine Shank, ep- our first Spine Shank episode um, today, just to kind of remind myself of what we did and didn't like about that first album. And that was that episode. If you go back to it, the main gist of it is us going, "Please scream, please scream more. We want more screams." That's like the whole episode. And at the end of the episode, at the end of that album. They have a whole screaming song with Burton C. Bell. It's beautiful. And it got into the canon. So going into this one, I mean, he's right away. He's screaming. We got a good chug. The riff is hot. I wrote hot riffing in my notes. Um, But then you don't have much of a chorus. It's a bit of a smooth boy. But I feel like it has a lot of hot drops. I personally did not mind the beeps and boops. Gave me more of a, a slight Fear Factory static X vibe. And I wrote, this is a hot open. All right. Matt, what do you think? I felt it was a hot open. Uh, when they got to the um, the smooth chorus, the first time I was like, okay, I'm I'm in. But then after the drop, the, the 2.30 kind of like cut it out and then drop in. And then they go back to it. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> the whiny mm. part of me was like, but I like the other part. Yeah. I just wanted them to to keep going. And I whined. And they had the whine. It was a whiny. Yeah, I was going to say the whiny part of you. Or was it the whiny part of Spine Shank? Yeah. Mm. Uh, it, I, it was a pretty good song. Just mm-hmm. I have a very tough time with this band Smooth Boys. That's on me. The only person who's getting hurt by my dislike of their smooth boys is me. Uh, all right. I just want to mention one comment on your website, Jenny, songmeanings.com. Yes. Hefe82. This comment is from August 8th, 2017. They said, activate the pit. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Hold it. When? August 8th, 2017. This show was well on its way. That's got to be. That's got to be one of ours. That's got to be one of ours. And here's the other thing. Think about it. August 8th, 2017. That was like during the first four years of the Juggalo Hundo, which we've now been doing for 10, right? Right. right. That's how long we've been doing <laughs> the Juggalo Hundo? Yeah, we're okay. entering the second decade of the Juggalo Hundo. Okay, just checking. Just Juggalo checking. Hundo. Yeah. 100. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Tell us who you are, Hefe. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Up next, uh, we've got the height of callousness. My frustration caused a callous. Turn my senses into spite. My perception with no conscience. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd activate. There we go. Can I see it? 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 Can I see it?
There's no smooth boys there. All right. Just a bunch of roughies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What'd you think, Lauren? I wrote Good Scream. And um, it's got a nice riff. And I just like that it there's all these like I'm fucking ruined. It's fucking gone. Take my fucking conscience. Turn my fucking thoughts against me. And then he goes, fuck integrity. Fuck integrity. I was like, this is fucking getting it done. It's not getting it done. It's fucking getting it done. <laughs> Jenny. I liked it. Uh, I was grateful that the smooth boys were taking a nap. Um, I also liked the fuck integrity part. Um I agree with the pit activation. Yeah, I thought it was good. Matt, what do you think? Loved it. Loved it. All right. Heck. Uh, it definitely has yeah. that. It has that. elect. It has 2,000 electronics. You know, like, mm-hmm. I heard the Amen break beat in the last song. I'm hearing similar type of drum patterns mm-hmm. that were very prevalent at the time. Dated, sure. Does it still work? I think so. Oh, I think it gets the job done. It gets the job done. Yeah. Um, Professor Chaos on songmeanings.com. I'm sorry. Prof Chaos. He's a cool yeah. professor. He said, a little more clearly, all your emotions just die. You feel nothing. No tear to cry. No smile to shine. Etc. It's a classic song meanings comment. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, I I can only imagine that the comments get better and better. Uh, All right. Up next, we've got Synthetic. Jenny, thoughts on Synthetic? So, I don't think Synthetic's a bad song, but this is where I feel it is necessary to ask the question, is this new metal? Mm. Uh, now I will unveil. She's showing <laughs> the her cards. <laughs> it's that's right everybody, you have to keep the anticipation. Uh, it, the genre tags on Wikipedia are industrial metal, alternative metal, and lastly, new metal. Um, this song definitely gave me uh, a very industrial, alternative yep. vibe. I didn't get new mm-hmm. metal from this. Uh, Matt, Lauren, what do you think? I mean, it has. Uh, it gave me like a. Um, and it's funny because this is this is pre. Or I mean, this is like right around the same time. Oh no, this is pre Lincoln Park. So this feels like a proto Lincoln Park, like Lincoln Park will actually take this even smoother, but by putting the rap into it, make it more new metal. 
Um, I think if this had like wrapping on it, it would probably come back around to new metal. But yeah, um, yeah, this one, yeah, it is. It's noticeably smoother. I don't mind his smooth vocals so much um, on the verses. Um, but yeah, Matt Nas. Yeah, I, I'm definitely into the industrial uh, side of the house on this one. Uh, when you said that, I was like, ah, it's a little, little bit like a Sister Machine Gun song. Um, I still liked it. I had no problem with it. It definitely felt like the song that was at the end of the knockoff straight to video Matrix movie. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The smooth boys on this song are much less whiny than the smooth boys on the first song. No, this song works. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree with you. It does sound like when like fake Neo goes to a rave or something. <laughs> yes. Like, what? Okay. Yeah, this isn't going to be on the soundtrack to The Matrix. It'll be on the soundtrack to Bulletproof Monk. <laughs> mm. You know? A um, lot of great comments on songmeanings.com. Too many to do. I'll just pick a couple favorites. Here to underscore to underscore here uh, said, Defo, my fave song from Spineshank. And I've never heard Defo before used. And that's a new favorite piece of slang that, uh, you know what? I'm going to try to work back in. All right. You know, I defo enjoy doing this show with you guys. See? It, it's supernatural. It just rolls off the tongue. It's always <laughs> meant to be. And uh, Frankie Fourfingers said, this song is called Synthetic. It's about being fake. I said, fair enough. Um, oh, the other thing I have is I watched the music video for this song. It is unintentionally hilarious. It is the band performing while being medically monitored by a scientist, but not just any type of scientist. Guys, it's the year 2000. It's new metal. Is it a Y2K it, scientist? Oh, no, Jenny. <laughs> it's a hot lady scientist. Of course oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Wow. But I mean, this, why? Shame why, on me. Why don't I do more science in black patent leather pumps? Well, what's what's really great about this hot lady scientist, though, is that she's into like being a scientist. Like, I kept waiting for the part where like she was like, like they like the director was like, "Oh, be sexy," but no, like she's just like working hard on her science, and she like makes a lot of like concerned faces about her projects. Um, and at first, I thought, "Oh, it's just you know, there's monitors on the band while they're performing," and I'm like, "Okay, whatever," and then. All of a sudden, there's a robot with a giant head that I realize is very similar to this robot thing on the front cover of the album art. And it comes alive. And I'm like, is it going to fight the band? No, it just walks out and watches the band perform. And then Johnny is singing in its face really aggressively. And then it's opening its mouth up like it's screaming back at Johnny. And I was just like, this video is super bananas. And um, and then uh, basically at the end, they all rip their monitor things off their heads and the robot like dies. And the scientist lady, she just looks like, ah, back to the drawing board. <laughs> I, guess um, I'll, I guess I'll have to get crazy town in here, plug them up. Maybe I can get their brainwaves uh, to activate this thing. That's too many brainwaves. Oh, man. Well, maybe not too many brainwaves, but a lot of people to hook up. That's true. All right. Up next, we've got the uh, the other single off this album. It's called New Disease. 
Jenny, thoughts on New Disease? I think this song is definitely new metal, and it's definitely proficient. I think it's catchy. And um, for some reason, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I recognize all of its obvious qualities that it should, like, be endeared to me. Mm -hmm. But there's... I, and I'm hoping that maybe you guys can help me with this a little bit. Like, why don't I like this song? It is, I wrote in my notes that it sounds like a hit, but it is, it wasn't a hit and it's not a hit, but it has all of the features of a hit. This is like the good looking, great on paper person. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's, he's got a good job. Says here he's loves all the movies I love, likes all the bands I like, and then you meet him. Turns out he's made of nails. Can't <laughs> give him a hug. Or he's just that too soft. That he's too soft. He's definitely not made of nails. He's made of like he's that. got a thin veneer. He's got a it's candy shell, but like inside it's just. I understand what you're saying. Because when I heard the song, I was like, I hear that chug. That's a new metal chug. That's a new metal chug. I hear the vocals. Those are new metal vocals, 100%. But I'm not sold on the song. And it's when I think of just a few songs ago, when we were listening to The Height of Callousness, where he was screaming his guts out, I felt that. I feel like this song, not so much. It's milk toast. It yeah, it doesn't do anything to distinguish them. It's too much of the formula. It is it is vitamin hit song without mm. vitamin guts in it. <laughs> That's a terrible thing. But it's it's yeah, it's vitamin hit song, but it's not a hit song. That makes sense, yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I just think of like people you meet and you're just like, oh, we're going to get along so well. I can't wait to meet you. And then they're like, hi. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Huh? That's crazy. Yeah. Except for uh-huh. it's like, uh, I think it's objectively a good song. You know, but it's just does. There's like the the feeling of it. I'm just like, okay. You're not going to turn it off. The song's on. You're like, that's a good song. Yeah. I mean, if this is in a mix, it's like a good fit. 
in a mix of like other new metal songs. I wouldn't. Yeah. But do I like it as much as the height of the like the height of Callison song? No. No. I watched the video for this one as well. Um, once again, Johnny screaming in someone's face once again. Uh, this time, in the, it, there's um, it's a very weird video, and I won't attempt to really describe it. But at one point, he is screaming into an oblivious woman's face who seems to not even be aware that he's there. But then there, you realize that all these people are floating. Like they're all doing like normal things, like a boy is like drawing and on a, like an easel, and a woman is um, uh, cleaning like her kitchen, but she's floating while she's doing it. And then a guy is fixing a, a closed circuit TV camera, but he doesn't use a ladder; he's floating. And then all of a sudden, like the the cloud covers the sun, and then they all fall, but they all fall realistically. So they all look like they get really badly hurt. And then the video's over. It's the strangest thing. Wow. Yeah. Like when they were all falling, I was like, whoa, oh, oh, damn. Like the woman who was like cleaning her her kitchen, when she fell, like she like hits the counter and then flops off the side of it. I'm like, Jesus, Johnny, go check on her. 2000, man. Thick of it. Videos were bananas. That's true. All right. Up next, we've got can't be fixed oh shit a nice build it's got a nice build up top bit of a hot drop cools down for a second but then goes into that hook i thought i get the got the job done jenny um yeah i i thought it was fine um i i liked the top of the song the top of the song made me think we were going back to height of callousness world if not a little bit more industrial which i was down for um I I think like the the vocals of the song shocked no one not not really for me they weren't terrible I just didn't think they were very good um I need more screams once again we request screams spine shank <laughs> when will you listen we need more screams uh Matt definitely in the industrial I kept thinking, like, what is this song? And it reminded me a lot of Mindless Self-Indulgence, which I'm a huge fan of. Mm. I love that band. I think they're great, even though I fully understand they are terrible. Um, 
And the song that I'm thinking of that parallels this one, they wrote way later, uh, but it reminded me of the song Straight to Video. I don't know what this band wants to be right now. So going through the liner notes, um, I noticed there was somebody here who's not listed for for production or anything, but listed as um, pre-production and song arrangement, old friend of the show, Amir Durak. Mm-hmm. And Amir Durak is also in Orgy, or was also in Orgy. And so I think you get that similar vibe uh, with some of the electronic touches, which also I think, because that was kind of our big issue, or Jenny, definitely your big issue with that Orgy album, was you were like, why don't you just rock, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't keep tamping it down with your beeps and your boops. <laughs> just Just rock it. I don't mind a beep or a boop, but... I mean, I think you do mind a beep and a boop. I do not mind a beep or a boop. I just don't. They're not my my most favorite. Uh, I I think, though, um, what you're saying, Matt, is you don't know what this band wants to be. And I thought about that when I was listening to this. And I feel like this band wants to be. It's like an amalgamation of all the things that were going on at the time and working for different bands doing different things. Yeah, because I get a Manson vibe at times. I get a Orgy vibe. But then I get that straight ahead new metal vibe. And then I get that electronic vibe. A lot of vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Static X. Static X vibe yeah. for sure. And I feel like they sound good. Well produced. They, Absolutely. they sound like a proficient band. I, I've not heard a song that I thought was like, a, this is a bad song. I just think that there's so much going on because they're trying to do everything at once. None of them are duds. None of them are duds. But none of no. them, except the first couple of songs, are hitting me hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't need to be hit hard all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they, Maybe I'm having a hard time coming off of my ticket home, which yeah. beat me to Ooh. death. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They did, I, yeah, they did okay. kind of fuck the game up. They, <laughs> it really did. It, it was just like, <laughs> great. So I think, though, I was thinking about, because this got recommended to us quite a bit. I yes. mean, we get this like every other week. Mm-hmm. If you were a person who was into all of these different genres at the time that this was released and you got this, I can totally see loving it because it's a little bit of everything for you. Um, but listening to it now with like that, without that nostalgia and with like the time, it is very much like, what is this? Not bad. Just a lot. Right, but it but it doesn't except in a few songs so far. And again, I mean, we're not even halfway through the record, right? They haven't locked into one thing that I can definitively say like this is what they do. Yeah. Because like I would have thought it would have been the first two songs where I'm like this is what this band does. Right. They came here to just rock my face off. All right. Lauren well, looks Oh, well, I was saying well no, no, I'm not I'm not pained. Are you Um I'm I'm sure Okay. But um, w- re-listening to our first episode with this, uh, with their previous album, Strictly Diesel, what a title! <laughs> um, 
the thing with that record was was that we didn't enjoy the smooth boys but these guys really came to rock but every now and again they would rock it up and then they would bring it down and you're like oh you just need to rock more and then that album ends like i said with a burton duet they just scream the build is hot the thing is new metal as fuck and it's like oh is this where we're leading and instead they pivot into this bleepy bloop like electronic industrial sound which was not what we wanted as the follow-up like if anything we wanted them to we wanted more screams I guess we just have to say it over and over again. We wanted more screams and we just wanted them to get heavier. And instead they have, they've, if anything, gotten smoother and more accessible. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see how this, this, uh, this continues to pan out. Up next, we've got cyanide 26,000. <laughs> 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 That was certainly something. It sure was. I loved Matt that. Matt I loved Nas. that. You should. You at first seemed unsure what to do with yourself, and then you were just like, oh, "Okay, this is the song. This is it. I'm yeah. in it. I was in it." Well, I was like, "Oh, this is very well." The Amen Breakbeat is back in full effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, "Is this Atari Teenage Riot? Because they're hitting that." sound hard if like they had a couple atari boops i'd have been like but then the vocals come in and it's so much better than alec empires i was like ah oh, okay i'm in i'm in i like that one i like you that what, one you know what this reminded me of spawn soundtrack like this sounds like fucking new metal dropped on top of like a ronnie size song or something like, <laughs> yeah that's what i thought but then I go to songmeetings.com comment section to find out that apparently this is in the first Resident Evil movie and everyone is talking about where it fits in and that they didn't put it on the soundtrack and they're fucking pissed. It's a classic song meanings clusterfuck. My favorite line, your disease is a fucking waste of time, which is a really funny uh, thing to say. Wow. Um, in that it is not funny. <laughs> um, Jenny, thoughts on this one? My note on this one was, hi, Trent. You are the perfect drug. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's what it sounds like up top to me. Um, We've been saying, I want you to scream. I want you to scream. I want you to scream. He screams. I'm still not happy. (laughs) So I feel like this is my personal problem. I actually, I like this song. I just don't think it's new metal. Uh, Yeah. It's just, yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I also like this song, but really like this comes out of fucking nowhere on this album. You're like, wait, what? Hold on. Mm. Where are we? What's going on here? It's like if you're in someone's house in every room you walk into is like a completely different style of like decorating something just like Mm -hmm. puts you off even if you like it. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. This is the door you open up and you're in City Club. Which would be like the room that Matt really likes. I love that room. It's a good room. And how could I sleep through that they named it Cyanide 2600? Ah, did not get that upon first read. Well, what what's happening? Because I don't get it still. Okay, the Atari twenty six hundred. Um, so like the sound, the sound effects of like a cheap sound. Like you ever play Atari twenty six hundred? I. It sounds uh, like hot electronic garbage. But, okay. But it's like l- beloved sounds. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. It's digital okay. garbage, but you love it. Sure. Well, that makes sense. Okay. I was like, oh, this is uh, happening in some sort of future. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is this a concept album? I know. Well, that's, I mean, oh, man. we did visit with Burton last time. You we did. Know. Burton was like, you guys got to write a script for this, but you cannot use any of my A-plus characters. Uh, what was that guy's name? Bone Crusher? No, not Bone Crusher. Oh. Master Destroyer? That's him. That was one of the great characters from Obsolete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh. Uh <laughs> yeah. All right. Up next, we've got Play God or Play God. Depending on your interpretation. Blue Monday? Orgy? chorus i love that chorus i know i'm probably going to be in the minority here but that works for me jenny thoughts on play god um i actually did like the chorus whoa um i still think this was an industrial song yeah uh the chorus though gave me hints of new metal mm-hmm. but i mean that yeah, I didn't. I I thought the song was fine. I just 
sometimes if we're listening to these albums and what I'm listening for is, is this new metal or is this not new metal? When I realize that it's not, I think I'm kind of just like, I partially check out a little bit because I'm like, this is an industrial song. <laughs> so I stop listening to it very critically, you know, mm, I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, this is an industrial song. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe that's a bad habit. I don't know. But uh, Lauren, what do yeah. you think? Um, I mean, I thought it sounded a lot like an orgy song. Um, it has the orgy drum sound. The chorus sounds like an orgy kind of chorus, except, you know, not as deep voiced. Um, I liked it. I like that that one line where, he's like, where somebody whispers like, another loser born. I was like, that's pretty good. Um, songmeanings.com had uh, a lot of um, wild comments. Um, my favorite being from Snowstalker, who said, I don't know if I would say this is necessarily about a woman so much as that he sees someone hurling lies and people believing them, but he sees through it. At first he fell to these lies, but eventually he saw the reality and is now hell-bent on making the liar fall. Rather, the liar be a woman, a siren, or a man. <laughs> wow. And I just thought it was funny that he referred to a woman as a siren. Oh, Woo. it wasn't a woman, a siren, or no. a man. There weren't three. No, no, no. no. It, was, it was a woman, parenth- I'm sorry, a woman, parentheses, a siren. Okay. It's like, yes. I so thought he's we had three options. No, That's yeah. on me. He's saying a siren, basically... This this woman is luring sailors to their doom against the rocks. I can tell you that as a mm-hmm. woman, if yeah. I'm ever near rocks, uh-huh. it's fucked up. It's just like <laughs> sailors. <laughs> just dead all over the place. I could be walking by like a man-made pond and sailors will just, just appear at the shipwreck. Rock. It's weird. It's weird. But... So he's true. It's either a woman, a.k.a. a siren, or a man who's just lying. <laughs> Nothing mythical there. Mm. Uh, Jenny, uh, how successful was this album? Uh, this album did all right. It, uh, it sold over 150,000 units. I don't really know where that puts it on the uh, success continuum relative to a lot of what we've done. I mean, it was, it was on the Heat Seekers chart. Uh, it came in at 183 on the Billboard 200. 23 on the top independent albums so i think it did all right not great not better than any album i've ever put out this is true but worse than many albums we've done (laughs) yes so (laughs) um all right next up we have malnutrition Might we're we're gently touching the pit. <laughs> we are no longer gently touching the pit. Gotta give it to him. Head activated. There we go. <laughs> Reluctantly. It's in your voice. It's on your face. 
paid off. There is a lot going on in this song. <laughs> yes, There's there so is. a whole lot. What do you uh, think, Matt? I I love it. I really am surprised at how like this is so many tendrils and connecting tissues into what I was listening to at the time from a goth industrial standpoint. Like if I were to place like I just, while we were talking, listened to like a few seconds of Sister Machine Gun um, from like, they put out an album in like 1994 that had some stuff that was similar. It was not worth playing because uh, the production is so bad. It's like not even close. But I was like, there's a lot of connections there. I like, I like that type of programming, even though it is very of the time like you don't hear that type of stuff anymore nobody really does that anymore like Mm -hmm. that type of drum programming is they don't have to do it anymore like it's so much easier to program drums whereas then like that was an all-day process just to get that loop done um that's an over exaggeration but i believed you i mean i'm not going to question this at all i might just Mm -hmm. cut that part out (laughs) (laughs) but like but listening to it i mean there's so much for me to like in this but i think it comes down to is this new metal and i'm gonna go no that song to me wasn't that chorus was straight alt rock to me but then it was heavy but then it was electronic it's kind of all over the shop my friend Lauren looks like, Matt, you don't know what you're talking about so i'm gonna stop talking now i'm not that's not the face i'm making I don't even know what that face would look like because I don't. I never think Matt doesn't know what he's talking about because <laughs> Matt never talks out of his ass. He always talks from the heart, guts, right. guts, which is not um, vitamin guts for anybody vitamin who didn't guts. take biology classes. Those are different parts. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Lauren? I mean, it has an industrial chug up top. Like it doesn't have a new metal chug; it's an industrial chug, and we got these machine noises. We got some bleeps and bloops. But then it's like straight up screams the whole time. Straight up screams. I'm like, yes, yeah, scream it, scream it, scream it. And then you get into it, it fucking activates the pit. Nice hook. I got a new metal vibe from the hook. It's just that it felt like a real mishmash of industrial up into a new metal moment. Which sometimes you could argue is what new metal is, baby. Yeah. Jenny, Jenny, that's the world, on. baby. Uh, <laughs> I so I liked that song a lot. Um, I agree that the hook felt very new metal. I wasn't sure about the rest of the song, um, but yeah, I thought this this song I think was a good example of them taking all the things they're going for and executing it very well. I don't know if it's new metal. I don't know if it's industrial. I don't know if it's alt rock, but whatever they're trying to blend together here, I thought worked in this song. I thought it was a really good song. Also, it's called Malnutrition. Right. Real good new metal song name. Real bad thing in life, which mm-hmm. is always a real good thing in a new metal title. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Are, I, I was expecting to get more of a wake up sheeple 
from these song titles, then I feel like I get... Maybe they are getting us to wake up. They're just not being so heavy-handed. But I, I don't know. I feel like these songs are way too personal. We, they seem to be all coming from a personal pace, about like a directed at a single person. The album we're doing next week, uh, those songs are very wake-up sheeple songs. Like right away, it just like hit me. And with this album, I was constantly just thinking, um, no, these these guys are speaking from just very personal standpoints the entire time. So, um. So yeah, I'm yeah. You're right though. With with some of the stuff you would think going in, oh, we're gonna get some knowledge drop, but no, it's it's all way too personal. You know, um, Johnny is speaking. You know, like it's just you and me. All right. Up next, we've got seamless. a hot one you guys you guys seem kind of uh on the fence about that uh based on your facial expressions with no one at home can see i mean i thought it had a good drum sound um i think I, the guy is screaming lots of screaming um i wrote this song gets it done jenny thoughts i did like the drums but overall this song for me was just kind of like it felt like we're getting toward the end of the record does it get the job done? I suppose it depends on what the job is. This mows my lawn. This doesn't make my landscaping look great. That's mm. how I feel about it. If you know okay. what I mean. I know. It. Well, I, I feel know like that mean. sounds like weird innuendo and it is not. It's just like, <laughs> I feel like when you say things like it gets the job done, it's like, is this some sort of like rote thing that we're trying to get through? Mm. Or is this like a, great song that's a valid point matt i like this song a lot i honestly like this better than um the singles i kind of feel like at this point in the record i'm a little tired um so i i'm glad i they're still going for it but i would love this song earlier in the record and i'd love for one of those singles to not be the single all right. All right. We're trucking along here. We yeah. Are. How respectful of our time is this record? Uh, this record clocks in at 37 minutes and 10 seconds. Damn. That's incredibly respectful. I love that. Very respectful. Very did you, respectful. Did you get a chance to Christ Go Challenge this, Jenny? 
Um, in the sense that I listened to it three times, yes. If one of those times is expected to be during a workout, then I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> uh, but yes, I did listen to it three times. Did you Christ Go challenge this? Lauren? Yes, I did. I did uh, not a workout, but some cleaning, as I am often doing. And um, it's on first listen, I uh, I would kind of get glazed. I don't want to say glazed over, but I would get kind of like lost in it like, oh, where are we at? What's going on? And then I like come back up. But on uh, on my second listen, and when I was like working, I was like, oh, this thing is is perfect. Like for working, cleaning, doing stuff. That's like that's what this record's made for, you know. And thirty seven minutes, chef's kiss. So, yeah. Well, perhaps that was my my issue with this album is my own personal laziness. And to remind anybody what the Christ Gow Challenge is, if you've forgotten, it's listening to the album once uh, over speakers, once with headphones, and once while you are working out or doing housework or some sort of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe my lack of activity with this album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just imagine you just laying on a couch being like, oh, Sinai 2600, I can't move right now. Give me all these beats. More or less. Depression, everybody. It's real. <laughs> Makes you unmotivated. Uh, but yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we have two more tracks left. Okay. Let's get to one of those two. The one before the last track. Uh, this is going to be Negative Space. blown away that this isn't one of the singles this is a great riff i would have milked it more up top personally before going right into the verse but this is a great riff you know what you know what this riff reminds me of uh, my fellow guess uh, please is it lincoln park uh it gave me a filter vibe oh that was gonna be my second guess I always go with <laughs> filter first I know. that's on me um jenny what'd you think uh, it reminded me of Lincoln Park, but this is before Lincoln Park, right? Yes. Okay, so I was like, "Oh, they should have been on the Lincoln Park sounding song," because man, those guys—they made out all right. Um, they did all right, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a good song. I thought it was a song that I think a lot of people would like. It is not my kind of song. But I get we've that. been doing this enough that I'm like. This is a good song. This is just not everything was made for Jenny Bloomer, okay? <laughs> Including this song. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was a good song. I was also surprised that it wasn't a single. Yeah, like the, the oh, I'm sorry guys. This is a great song. This is this is modern rock radio. Like this would have played. 
But could they have known that? Because I wonder if I think that this should have been a single because I know uh, how successful Linkin Park was and how many things that we have now heard it being like 18 years later that sort of jumped off of that vibe and like led modern rock radio to be what it is now. Like, could they just not have known at that time? I don't remember enough about what was going on to know if it would have been obvious that that would have been a great song to choose. Let's see if Wikipedia can tell us. So, so the only song that charted was um, New Disease. And, okay, Wikipedia is not helpful for this. They just tell me who the most popular people are. Okay, for an example. So, the songs with the most weeks on the mainstream rock chart. The number one is the song So Cold by Breaking Benjamin. Okay, I don't know when that song's from and I never want to hear it. Um, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, for an example, so 2000, 2001. Here's three songs that you know were real big at the time headstrong by trapped 55 weeks on the chart loser by three doors down 53 weeks on the chart awake by godsmack 53 weeks on the chart okay so that's your summer i mean that's that's what this album is coming out into so it's just two cheeks two cheeks to the sun (laughs) Butt rock summer. It's a butt rock summer, (laughs) baby. Cheeks to the sun. (laughs) That's all I'm hearing. Listen, listen. Don't burn your (laughs) b-hole. Roll, roll, roll that convertible top back and just pull those cheeks out. (laughs) It's summer. (laughs) Um, yeah. Because I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is like how many people were. I mean, I guess we can say it is like when Linkin Park came out, how many people were sounding like Linkin Park, you know? And even then, I'd say this song is decidedly more aggressive than Linkin Park, like like rough sounding. Do you know what I mean? So, because I mean, yeah. One Step Closer was the first single, but like the second single was Crawling, which is like, you know, um, almost a power ballad in a lot of ways. So, well, all right. Negative space. Good job. Uh, we are on to the last track of this album, and it is called Transparent.
So something just occurred to me. This album comes out February of 2000, which means that Garth was recording this at the exact same time that he was recording the first Kitty album. Wow. And that Kitty album, in the canon, it's a ripper. You know, like that screams, they're going for it. And it's weird to me. It, it, it's almost like they, like, uh, like Garth maybe just showing his bona fides here is like, I can give you a raw ripper of a record, or I can give you a smooth, uh, you know, shot at radio record with your bleeps and your bloops. Because that's what this record is. Well, I would guess that these, my, this, I'm completely guessing here. Okay. But based on the fact that we've got some co-producer credits thrown in there, Mm -hmm. I would have to guess that there was like a lot, there were probably a lot of ideas in this band Mm -hmm. and maybe a lot of them weren't the same. Like, and so like, it's like many cooks in the kitchen as opposed to something like the kitty record it seems unified like force. much more unified. Like, yeah. this is what we do. And then Garth is like, all right, yeah, we can do that. That that would be my guess. Because this you- album is mm. obviously made by people who are very proficient. But yeah. it's there are clearly at least three ideas going on at a time. Yeah. Um, Matt, thoughts on Transparent? Another hot chorus in my book, but more of an alt rock chorus with a new metal guild on it. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, it's not a new metal chorus to me. It's more of an alt rock chorus. Like, because he doesn't go um, minor. Mm -hmm. It's more of a major, it's more of a major lift on that chorus. Uh, new metal is generally a little bit more minor or a drop minor at the end, whereas like everything's going to like they don't do that. It's more like an alt rock chorus to my ears, to these old uh, listening cans. No, I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> the stony silence. I just all I hear is people yelling at me like, you're an idiot. No, no. I was thinking. <laughs> I was that. listening to what you were saying and processing a proper rebuttal. No, no, I was just listening to you. <laughs> I I like a lot of this record. I like a lot of this record. But I think we're about to enter something after you make your uh your comments about this song. We're about to enter a little bit of a canon talk. There it is. Uh yeah, I mean let's just let's just get into canon talk. All right. Let's just go into it. Jenny. We hopped right in. Thoughts on that? Um, I think this is a good record overall. Um, I can definitely see why it was recommended to us so much. Uh, I think a lot of it dips too much into the industrial alt metal without giving us enough new metal to consider putting all of it in. Uh, there were a few songs that I was kind of like maybe about, but I do think Height of Callousness is something that could easily go in the canon. And I wonder if this is a 
case of another one song, one song canon appearance. For me, it is. Uh, but I'm very interested to hear what you both thought because I think that this album definitely speaks more to what you both like than what is my personal preference. Uh, so yeah, for me, I wrote, I mean, it's a pretty good record. Um, I never really thought it let up. Like it doesn't, I mean, there's no slow boys on this record. Um, and I think when it has the orgy or static X sound, it's not as strong. Um, but when they decide to just straight up crush, it rules. I didn't think the whole album should go in. I really liked asthmatic and seamless. Um, but doing the listen with you guys now definitely height of callousness is the one that seems to be the most new metal all around song because i do agree like listening to it there was i mean like yeah like obviously cyanide 2600 like not new metal at all and um doing this listen now it's sort of like yeah i mean i mean if they didn't if they decided to make this like a tight 10 and they dropped the title track or whatever i mean i don't even think it would be in consideration as a new metal record at all so mad nas I'm with you on Hide of Callousness and Asthmatic. Um, I, I think this is a case of bookends. I like the beginning of the record, and I really like the end of the record. But in the middle of the record, there was a couple songs that, I mean, I was just shocked. It's Synthetic and New Disease were the chosen singles. Because like when we, I think it was New Disease, right? Where we were like, I know it's a good song is all the elements of a good song but it's not taking me over. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, Negative Space takes me over the top on the song. Like, I'm all in on that song. I love it. I think it's great. One listen and I want to hear it again. Mm. You know, so I'm, I'm, the sequencing to me is a little off. But yeah, man, uh, Asthmatic and Height of Callousness, I think, are great. I, I, I really liked both of them. I could agree to that. Asthmatic was one of my maybes. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it, Spine Shank, Asthmatic, and the Height of Callousness title track, Into the Canon. Welcome. Well, welcome. Uh, and that does bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello on Facebook, on Twitter. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please make sure you're sharing the episodes on social media, Twitter, Facebook, um, or as I said previously, print out the website and walk around and show it to people and say, this is what I'm listening to on my headphones right now. It's a new thing. No one's ever done it before. You could be the first. Be pretty cool. That's right. And you know what? We got this thing going on. It's been going on for nearly a decade. It's called (laughs) the Juggalo Hundo. Juggalo Hundo. Once we get 100 reviews on iTunes, we will do a special ICP episode on the amazing Jekyll Brothers. I, for one, am excited to do this episode, so I never again say the amazing Jekyll brothers. <laughs> but that's not a quality thing. It's just a, I just say it a lot. I've been saying it for nearly a decade. It's true. Um, so, uh, Matt, what is our current number? 85. Jenny, what percentage is that of the way to 100? Um, I want to let you know I have a calculator. So Whoa! It's happened really fast. It's 85% of the way. Oh, all I right. I recently bought a calculator from oh, CBS. Man. Moved up from that beans you were using. Oh, I, you know, I loved the beans, but my God, if they didn't hurt my fingers when I was counting them. So no. glad hey, I have man. this calculator. 
All right. So 85% of the way, just uh, keep on getting those reviews on iTunes. And uh, we'll do this special ICP episode and then move on with our lives. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Well, until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, Matt, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.